Can I be really just honest and vulnerable with you for a second? Because sometimes when I sit down to plan out podcast episodes and I'm typing up my notes and I'm going through, like, I honestly think, is this just a really dumb idea? And I say that and I'm like, I'm trying not to laugh because this is what I do. Like, I just laugh all the time at myself. It's honestly, it's the only way that I get through <laughs> like some of the, some of the ridiculous ideas that I have. But today's episode, I was thinking, I wrote down the idea. How do you create content for a current and a future audience? And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Cause I normally I will plan episodes in advance and then I'll go record them later. I sat down to record this and I planned out everything moments before I hit record. But there was a time when I sat down to look at my topics on my content calendar and I looked at this topic and I was like, what am I even talking about? What cried Crystal? What was this idea that you had in your head? What do you mean create content for a current and a future audience? So uh, yeah, if you had that thought, like, wait, what is she even going to talk about? Okay, look, I will explain it. Don't worry. But it took me a second. So I just wanted to be really, really open and upfront with you that even when I sit down to record this podcast, sometimes I'm like, Wait, what? What what did what was this idea? And sometimes those get pushed down to like three or four months in advance. And I'm like, I'll figure that out later whenever I know exactly what I'm gonna talk about. But I did really, really hone in. I actually took more notes on today's episode than I typically take. I normally have like four or five bullet points. This one is a lot more. And it's because Creating content for people that are listening to your show right now and the ones are, that are in the future are equally important. And that's what we're going to get into today. So let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach entrepreneurs how to start, launch, and market their podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of podcasting, think of this show as the time-saving shortcut you've been looking for. So let's get right to it, shall we? So we're just going to dive in head first, and this is going to be one of those episodes that if you aren't in the stages of creating content, maybe you're still just trying to figure out, you know, do I even want to have a podcast? Is this for me? Like, we're actually going to talk about the different types of audience members that I create my content for, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about what the process of finding a podcast looks like for myself, because maybe it looks different for everybody, right? I'm not just going to assume that your listener behaviors or listener habits are exactly the same as mine. And actually, if you haven't listened to the episode we did recently about understanding your listener behaviors and like what, what people are doing, go listen to that because that'll kind of give you more insight into what people are doing whenever they're looking for a podcast, whenever they find one. Uh, because I think it helps to have kind of a broader spectrum of what people are doing to find new content. But what I will do is I recently found, okay, this is, I'm totally going to nerd out on y'all because I always do, right? I always just nerd out on you. I mean, you should just know this by now. If I find a new podcast, I'm going to tell you about it. Well, recently I have found two 
podcasts that are related to two shows that I watch. And I've been binging. I've been binging these podcasts. Like, I've been looking at the date. Like, this is what happens. I will look down at the calendar and I'm like, there's a new episode coming out. Okay, it's coming out on on Friday. Okay, but it's only Wednesday. And I'm just like, I'm literally itching. Like, even just saying that, I'm like itching my face because I just get so excited for these new shows to come out. But what happened is whenever I found out that this new podcast was coming, I was like, Oh my gosh. So I went, took out my phone, opened my Good Pods app. This is where I listen to podcasts. Come follow me on Good Pods if you want to know all the different podcasts that I listen to. But I pulled out my Good Pods app. I went and I searched for that podcast and I immediately looked to see how many episodes have they released. But of course, with me and my geekiness, as soon as I learn about a podcast, it's usually right when something is airing or it's like just starting to launch. But Every once in a while, I do find a podcast that's been around for a long time. You know, you've had those moments, right, where you find one and you're like, oh my gosh, where's this person been my whole life? I feel like we're best friends. I feel like I should have been listening to them for years and years and years, right? This happens to you too, huh? Well, I want you to think about those things as you're creating your content. Now, this could apply to you if you're just getting started or If you want to have a new content plan going from like today forward, but the idea of having a current and a future audience simply means you're creating content for people that are already listening to you, like you right now. If you're listening to this in real time as this episode airs, then you are my current audience. But now we're going to play Time Machine for a second, and if you are someone that is finding this episode six months, 12 months, five years after it's aired, then I created this piece of content for a future audience. So if you go back, if you find a podcast and you go back in their archives two or three years ago, they created that piece of content to outlast that moment whenever it aired. It was also created for a future audience because you're still listening to it, right? It's either still relevant or you're still interested in it. It's not something that's like the flash in the pan. And we're gonna get into that in a second because there's there's a big difference between something that's evergreen versus time sensitive. And whenever I came up with the term time sensitive to describe the content, I was thinking, well, no, it's like trendy, right? Because it it comes and it goes, but it's not really that because there are certain things that I will talk about on this podcast that aren't necessarily evergreen, but I will talk about them multiple times because maybe it's related to a launch or a promotion. Or if you run a podcast and you also have a brick and mortar business and you're like, well, every year around you know, summertime, we get an influx of new customers. So I want to make sure that on the podcast, we're talking about like, that's also evergreen, but it's cyclical. And we're going to talk a little bit about cyclical content and what that can look like. But Just so everyone understands, I wanted to tell you when I create content for this podcast, I do put a lens on the content asking, well, is this for evergreen? Meaning someone way, way, way in the future could find this and it still be relevant? Or is this just time sensitive? And I think that you should have a balance of both. 
And the reason why I say that is because um, I don't listen to a lot of just news podcasts. Actually, I know my husband, he will listen to the articles on, uh, I think it's like the iPhone articles, the Apple News or whatever. He will listen to the audio versions of those. Like those are time sensitive, right? In six months, he's not going to go back. You be like, you know what? I wonder what happened on January 4th, 2022. Like he's not going to do that. I mean, he might if there was something very specific, but typically that is a time-sensitive piece of content, something that is newsworthy. It's like right then, and maybe that's what your show is about, and you're like, I don't really have a lot of evergreen content. Hang on, because I I feel like you probably will, but I think uh, it's just a way in how you look at what you're doing. So I wanted to give you a great example of how I apply the evergreen versus time-sensitive content across a spectrum of my audience. And this is very intentional, and I almost want to be like, take notes. If you're not taking notes, maybe you just need to re-listen to this episode again. But I want you to create your content for a spectrum of your audience. Now, this may contradict what a lot of people say about like, oh, you just need to speak to this one person. Like, I agree, right? You should have your ideal customer avatar, or your ideal community, your ideal listener. I think that that's fantastic to have this one person that you're imagining in your mind. But for me, if I'm being totally frank with you, I don't imagine the same person every single time. And there's a reason why. It's because there are qualities in Sarah, like I would tell her this one particular thing, right? Maybe Sarah asked me a question and I am just answering Sarah in this one episode. But then Sean came to me and he asked me a totally different question about something else. And I want to answer this specific question as if Sean were asking me like face to face. Do you see there's a there's a difference there? I'm still thinking of that one person, but it's not just Sarah or it's not just Sean every single time because they have different experiences, just like you listening to this. Like I'm gonna give you four different identities that you can take on as a podcaster listening to this episode right now because this is the spectrum of my audience. So first, I have the idea person. The idea person is the person that says, I think I wanna have a podcast but they still haven't made that decision. They're still not all in. They're like, ah, maybe it could be a good time. You know, I I said I was going to do it last year. It was on my resolutions list, but I never made it happen. But this is going to be the year. But they're not taking action, right? It's all in the idea. And that's fine. If that's where you are, this is totally fine. But then you have the beginner. So the beginner podcaster is someone that is, just getting started, you're buying your equipment, you're figuring out your title of your show, like you're you're in this stage of maybe just recording and you're gonna launch soon. So you've been podcasting for three months or less. That's really, and I, when I say three months, that's not necessarily recording and publishing episodes. That's just figuring things out. Maybe it took you a month to figure out the title of your show, record everything. It took you another month to launch the thing. And now you've just been podcasting like that's a beginner. And then we have the intermediate podcaster. So this is somebody that's been podcasting consistently 
for six to 12 months. Now notice the word consistent in there because I meet people all the time that say, well, I started my first podcast three years ago, but then I stopped and now I'm starting this new podcast. I would not call that person an intermediate podcaster simply because there was a large break, like there was a long break in how long it's been. So I would kind of file them back under the beginner, like maybe an advanced beginner. That sounds like an oxymoron, right? <laughs> maybe maybe it is, but whatever. I can make up my own definitions here. But you see what I'm saying? Like I want someone that is consistently podcasting for six to 12 months. I would consider them an intermediate podcaster. And then we have the advanced podcaster. This is someone who has been really putting out content and they're ready to take things to the next level, right? They're they're ready to monetize or maybe they're like, I want to get serious about finding sponsors and building a business around my platform. I'm ready to increase my downloads. I'm ready to really work on my marketing strategy for either paid content or growing my Instagram. I want to add a YouTube channel. Like there's a whole a whole different kind of ethos around an advanced podcaster versus someone who just has the idea to podcast. But I want to serve every person on that spectrum. So this is where I was saying earlier, like I'm kind of contradicting when people say, just talk to that one person. Well, I want to talk to all four of these different people that are in love with podcasting or that want to be in love with podcasting or they are just obsessed with trying to understand how a podcast can really work for them and for their business. That is the person I'm trying to serve. Now, where they fall on the spectrum, it depends, but I don't just want to be the person that is only for beginner podcasters. And there's a there's a really specific reason for this, and it has nothing to do with anything other than my own creativity level, right? Because I could just niche down. I could niche down to just one of these. I could just serve the people that are trying to come up with ideas for their podcast or just the people that have been podcasting consistently or just someone that wants to launch a podcast or just someone that wants to monetize. But I'm gonna be really honest with you. It sounds boring, It sounds so boring to me to just talk about launching a podcast. It does. To just talk about this is how you launch. This is how you get connected to all the places. This is how you pick a launch date. That like if I I I feel like it's funny because like I'm I'm like shrinking up right now. My shoulders are tensing because I feel like I'm being boxed into something if I were just you can only talk about this this one thing, this one thing. And so I think of when you look at your content for serving current and future audiences, you have to ask yourself, well, do you have a spectrum of who your audience is? I always think about someone that uh, I always use real estate as an example. I don't know why. It's just the one that always comes to me. But if you're a real estate agent, think about the different parts of buying a house, right? There's the people that say, you know what? I think we want to buy a house. So what do they do? They probably start looking 
in an area that they would love to live one day, or maybe they start searching for, you know, do I want property? Do I want to live in a neighborhood? Do I want to live out in the country? Do I want to school districts? Like there's all these things. And I say this because we've moved so many times, but it's like, I know the different nuances of buying a house. So then maybe you find a property, but it doesn't work out. Okay. Should I, you know, flip a house or should I buy new? Should I, how do I go about having a, getting a loan and securing, you know, different parts of the things like closing cost and escrow? And what about a builder? How does the contract work? If I, we want to build a brand new house and there's just so many steps of the process. But if I were to tell you, no, 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 you can only talk to someone that is, pre-approved, and they want to buy their very first home, nobody else, you'd probably tense up a little bit too. You're like, gosh, that's like really, really specific. Well, if you want to niche down that much, you can, but I've seen people get trapped in this area where they're like, I am creatively stunted because that's the only thing that they can talk about. And I don't like that. I like to I guess, express myself in so many different ways. And to be honest, I just like talking to everyone that is in different parts of their podcasting journey. And I know that my idea person will eventually become a beginner podcaster. And then they will eventually become an intermediate podcaster. And then there are those of you that have been listening to this show for a few years now. And you're like, hey, Crystal, I'm an advanced podcaster now. Like, yeah, I still listen to some of your content that's for beginners. Maybe I needed a refresher, but I'm ready for your more advanced stuff. And I want to keep all of these different people happy on the spectrum of my audience. So that's really why I want you to consider the people that are currently listening to you, what stage are they in? If it's all beginners, you have to assume that in 6 to 12 to 18 months, they won't be beginners anymore. Maybe they'll be at the intermediate or the advanced level, and you have to know how to serve them. Otherwise, they're going to say, I think I'm going to go find somebody else. Ooh, that hurts, right? That that stings a little bit. Honestly, it makes me kind of sad. If I were just serving beginners... And I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about launching. We're just going to talk about naming your podcast. We're just going to talk about this. We're just going to like, and I was just like, beginner, beginner, beginner. And then they're like, "Um, hi, Crystal. Yeah, um, I was a beginner like six months ago. I no longer need to know how to launch. I need to know how to grow my platform. But you don't teach that. So I'm going to go find someone else. Okay, thanks. Bye. That would make me really sad. So, and I know that sounds so dramatic, but it would, like, it it would just like, it would crush me if somebody was like, I've, it's the best feeling in the world to think that someone has outgrown you as a coach, but also I love the idea of just serving podcasters. My bigger message, and this is something that I recently kind of revamped and I've decided, you know, should should I do some rebranding on this or do do I just kind of pivot a little bit? But Honestly, I don't have to change anything. I just have to tell you more about what my bigger mission is. And that is, I want to help people that help other people. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business 
or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. So I want to help those of you that have an important message to share and That is across the whole spectrum. Like I said, it's the idea people. It's the advanced podcasters because all of you have an important message to share. So I don't want to just pigeonhole myself into the beginners or into the advanced stage or into the middle. Like I want to serve everyone. But let's go back to specifically what it means for my current audience. So a few examples of you know, the type of content that you can create to serve your current listeners is serving them where they are right now. So we've talked about, you know, doing surveys with your audience, like, hey, you know, put up a poll on Instagram that says, what do you want me to talk about next? And put the A or B and then C and D and all the things like you can absolutely do that. And that content is going to be related to the current people that are engaging with your content. And another way that, um, you know, depending on what type of content you deliver on your podcast, but giving them really specific how-to based on the season that they're in. And I know not everyone teaches on their podcast, but things that are related to what they're doing right now, today. That is an example of serving your current audience. And then... Your future audience. This is what we were kind of talking about earlier, but I also think it's really important that you give your beginners, right? If we're thinking of the idea, beginner, intermediate, and advanced person, as in my example here, I think that it's really important to start telling them things that they don't even know are coming at them. And this totally comes from me being a coach, being someone that has been doing this for a while. I see a lot of things that are going to be coming at you soon that you don't even know to look out for, right? I was uh, I was in the Buzzsprout group. Uh, this is their free Facebook group, and I'm a moderator in there. I've been, in, I've been a part of that community for a few years now, and somebody the other day was saying, um, you know, what are some of your do's and don'ts for launching? And, you know, of course, I don't type all the things that I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, just get practical, you know, give them some highlights. Boom, boom, boom. You can do this, this, this. Don't do that. But in my head, I was thinking, man, I wish someone would have told me this whenever I was just getting started. And I wrote, that's like from the place that I wrote from. It's like, oh, you know, if you're launching, you know, you should create a trailer and put it up. And here's some things to not do. Like, don't air everything that you've recorded on launch day. You should hold a few things back. That way you can stay consistent. And so all of this kind of poured out of me and it made me think of, I wish I would have known these things when I started. So if you are creating content that's related to your own journey, or if you've been in the shoes of your listener, tell them those things. Share with them like, hey, I know you may not be at this stage in the process of your journey or whatever that looks like for, you know, whatever your topic is for your podcast, but letting them know, hey, this may be a little over your head. 
right? If you're just in the idea phase or the beginning stages of podcasting, that's fine. You don't need content that's about podcast ads and strategic collaborations and what those can look like if you haven't even named your podcast, right? (laughs) You don't need that information, but you will need it one day. I know you will need it one day. And I want you to come back to this podcast when you are ready, instead of saying, well, Crystal just talks to beginners. I've outgrown her content now. I guess I'll go find someone else on the internet to teach me what I need to know. No, no, I do not want that to happen to anyone in this audience. And I know that giving these examples are pretty specific to the type of content that I create, but I want you to sit down and say, this piece of content right before you start recording, or maybe when you're planning it, you can say, is this for my current audience or for a future audience? Because you can even say that in the episode. Like, hey, I know most of you are beginners, or I know most of you are more advanced, but you're looking for the next level. Well, here's what you can expect, because I think that some of my most valued mentors that I have been following for a few years, I can go, I can dig through their old archived content, right? Stuff that they put out a few years ago, and I will scour for things that I'm ready for now. There were things that I found on, example, Amy Porterfield's podcast back in the day that I remember thinking, I'm not ready for this. (laughs) This is not for me right now. It was like a way advanced strategy, but I've since gone back and re-listened to it because I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense now. So if you are educating people, if you're teaching people, you're coaching people, you're motivating them, and you wanna create content that's a little bit more advanced, that's okay. Just tell people, hey, if you're not ready for this right now, bookmark this episode. You can actually do that in Good Pods. I have lots of stuff bookmarked all the time. So I'm like, oh, I can't listen to that right now. I don't have the time. Typically, I'll see like seven or eight new episodes, but I don't want them to get lost. So I'm like, oh, bookmark, bookmark. I'm going to make time to listen to these episodes. Tell people, save this episode and come back. Like if you're listening to this right now and you're like, Crystal, I don't even know what you're talking about. I haven't named my podcast. Well, go listen to the episodes about starting a podcast and getting launched and then come back to this when you're ready to create content. You're like, wait, she said something about creating evergreen versus time sensitive. Come back to this whenever you're ready to start recording your podcast. But if it's been a while since now I'm talking to you podcasters that are intermediate and advanced. And if it's been a while since you've done any type of content that's like back to the basics, maybe try to spice things up a little bit. I mean, the new year is a great time to start creating content that's like, hey, here's how to blah, blah, blah. Or here is a great beginner's guide to whatever it is that you teach on your show. But I think that it's important that we serve people across the spectrum of listeners that we have, but you are the only one that can determine what that looks like for your show. Maybe you only have a specific type of person. That's fantastic. I think it's great. And then maybe you enjoy just creating content for that one type of person. But for me personally, I love the idea that I can serve my beginner podcasters. There's so much content on this show for beginners, but I also have a lot of really cool stuff for people that are transitioning from a beginner podcaster to an intermediate. And they're just toying with the idea of maybe trying out some dynamic content or maybe thinking about 
recording a solo show when they've done only interviews, or maybe you're going from intermediate to advanced and you're like, I'm ready to make some money. This is the year I'm going to make money with my podcast. I can serve everybody through those different seasons, but the only way you can do that is by sprinkling in this different type of content on your podcast, and you're going to be the one that's going to best figure out the right balance that's going to work for you and your audience and your show. But that's all I have for y'all today. This is really fun. Like I, like I said, I, whenever I first initially wrote this down, I was like, what am I even talking about? What is a, your current and future audience? But I'm glad we got here because this was a really good message, especially when it comes to marketing your show and knowing how to talk to different people through different cycles of maybe there's an evolution of your customer people that will probably download your podcast and listen to it for a while before they actually ever buy anything from you. This happens here a lot. I know a lot of you have been listening to this show for a while. You'd already had a podcast. Now you're coming in. You're just getting to know me. And thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy that you're here. But I think it's also really cool to see people that listen to the podcast for a while and then say, you know what? I do want her to be my teacher. I want her to be someone that is in my ear on a regular basis telling me things that I need to know about podcasting that I didn't even know to look out for. I think that that is the best compliment ever is not so much someone saying, I loved your podcast episode. It's someone saying, how did you know that's exactly what I needed to hear? That's the thing that will make my heart burst into a million pieces and make like, I have the biggest smile on my face even just saying it because it's the best compliment that you could ever give me as a podcast host is you knew exactly what I needed to hear and it hit me just at the right moment. So if you are excited about taking your podcast to the next level in 2022, I have some good news for you. We have a brand new program that we are starting towards the end of January that is called the Potty People Co-op. So this is a six-week group coaching program where I'm actually going to be doing customized audits for everyone's podcast that joins. So if you join us, I'm actually going to dig through. I mean, it's going to be a little revealing, okay? (laughs) Like imagine... The, like one of these personal organizers that comes in your house, if you've ever watched the home edit, you know what I'm talking about. They come in your house and they dig through all the crap, all the dirty corners and crevices of your house and say, okay, we're going to put it all out on the table. And then we're going to decide what stays, what goes, what needs to be thrown in the trash, what needs to be burned. There's some things in this house that I should honestly, let's just be really, really honest. <laughs> I should just throw in a garbage can and set on fire because I'm like, I, I don't even know what that is. I haven't seen it in forever. But we're going to go through every aspect of your podcast and we're going to decide how can we get more organic reach with your show? How can we get more people to listen to your podcast and be really excited about it? And how can we grow your platform overall? So if you're like, oh my gosh, this sounds exactly what I need and you want to do that in a group coaching setting, then I want you to go to crystalprofit.com forward slash wait list to join us. This is going to be so much fun. Like I said, it's going to be opening in January 2022, and I cannot wait to tell you more about it. It's so much fun. I've been developing everything on the back end, and I'm just, if especially if you enjoyed today's episode, 
about future pacing your content and what that can look like. These are some of the things that we'll be talking about when it comes to taking your content and your podcast to the next level. But you can find more about it in the show notes as well. So go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 320 today and learn more about the Potty People Co-op. But that's all I have for you today. So again, the show notes are crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 320. 20. And as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. Somewhere.